Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Today to our weekly Prophecy Update. I'm Pastor Ken uh, with uh, Faith Dialogue. Our podcast is called Prophecy Countdown. And I hope you've been enjoying it. We do this both on video as well as audio, two updates every single week. On Sundays, uh, we're going through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in chapter 11. We go through chapter by chapter and, and verse by verse. We just like doing it that way. And quite frankly, it's easier for me because I know always what I'm going to be preaching on the very next week. Now, on Wednesdays is our prophecy update. And that topic is always decided by you the listening or viewing audience, uh, people send us questions into prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. That's a mouthful, but it's prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we love answering every single question that comes in. I, I personally answer every single email that comes into us, and that's how we get the topics of our questions. Now, we've had a lot of questions um, multiple questions on the Antichrist as well as the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. So I thought I'd put them all together because the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse represent the first four seals that we see in chapter 6 of the book of Revelation. And the very first seal is the rider on the white horse. That's our topic for today, uh, the first horseman of the Apocalypse. And here's a spoiler alert, the first horseman of the Apocalypse is, in fact, the gentleman or the individual we know, he's really no gentleman at all, as the Antichrist. So let me, let me read the beginning of chapter 6 of Revelation, of, of, of Revelation chapter 6, beginning in verse 1, and this is where we see the first horseman of the apocalypse. Now I saw when the land opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and the crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Now, now we've seen that these seals, these seal judgments that we see in chapter 6, actually correspond very, very closely with what Jesus had to say about the coming of the end times, his second coming, the coming of the end of the age. Um, and this first seal uh, begins with this rider on the white horse. It says, I looked and behold a white horse. Now, when we look at, at uh, the old uh, t black and white TV, uh, TV westerns, we could always tell the good guys from the bad guys because the good guys wore white hats, rode white horses, and the black, and the, uh, the black horse and the, uh, the dark hats, the black hats, were reserved for the, the bad guys. It says he was given a bow, a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Now, this first seal and the rider on the white horse uh, refers to the Antichrist because this is deception. This is deception, my friends. It looks like this is going to be a, uh, an individual that's going to save the world, a, a messiah actually literally taken that way, a Messiah for the world. Boy, don't we need a Messiah today. We really do. Well, we've already had one. His name is Jesus Christ, and he is coming back again. So, But because he's on a white horse, many people, even theologians, uh, confuse 
him with, the, with, with Jesus Christ, or maybe a mighty angel. He has a crown on his head, and he's a conqueror. However, one of the key things to remember is about the coming of the Antichrist is deception. This is what Jesus says when he responds to his apostles, when he responds to his disciples, who ask the question, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming, end of the end times? And Jesus starts off by talking about deception, deception. And that's the key to really understanding not only the tribulation, but the time just prior to the uh, end times, just prior to the tribulation. It's a time of uh, deception. Let me give you some background on this. It was the Last Supper. And, and Jesus, um, after the Last Supper, after celebrated that, Judas had left. He was going to go betray him. The apostles didn't know that. Jesus uh, went out to the Mount of Olives. And as they went out, they, the disciples asked him a question. They said, tell us, when will these things be and what would be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Three important questions. When will these things be? Jesus had just told them that not one stone would be left on top of another. And Jesus responds and he says this. He says, take heed that no one deceives you. Deception. Very first thing that Jesus says. Be careful that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. So this deception is key to understanding not only the time just prior to the tribulation, but also the tribulation period itself. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. All of these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. These are the beginning of sorrows. You know, many scholars understand that what, what we have here is we have wars and rumors of wars and pestilences, but at the end time, all of these things come together very, very quickly, kind of in a crescendo, indicating that the end of times is near. And of course, when we open the seven seals, we see, of course, this is exactly what happens. It's wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, famines, and the like. Um, Jesus but talks about deception. It's very, very key to understanding the period of the tribulation. In 2411, just about six or seven verses later, Jesus says, many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And a few verses later, in verse uh, uh, 23, he says, If anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it, for false Christ, and fa plural, false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. You know, Jesus easily could have said, if this was a, a new modern translation, he, said, he could say, beware of the masquerade. I love that word, masquerade. It actually comes from, an, uh, from a French word, mascara, mascara. I'm not, I don't, I'm not very good at speaking French. But mascara is a party where people wear, wear masks. Uh, they walk around in costume. They wear a, a, put a mask in front of their face. It's intriguing because you don't know the true identities of the individuals. And this is exactly what happens when the Antichrist comes. It's a, it's a masquerade. People are, are lulled into a belief that this could be the superstar. This could be uh, the Messiah. This could actually be the savior of the world. Uh, but 
we don't want to be we don't want to be caught unaware that this is just a masquerade. It says the rider on the white horse wears a crown, just as Jesus wears a crown. Uh, we mentioned before that he has in his hand a bow, but there are no arrows. Remember that because there's a bow but no arrows, many scholars believe it means that he's he basically rules the world or conquers through intrigue. Rather than being a military leader, and he'll do that as well, but initially, he's not as much of a military leader as people just give him the authority. They just give him the reins because he is the one that has the charisma, uh, speaks the words, uh, makes the promises that so many people need to hear. Um, he's almost like a blank template, and people are putting their hopes and promises onto this Antichrist. So Jesus says, take heed that no one deceives you. That's verse 4. And while false prophets and false messiahs are indeed deceptions, you know, the devil has always used deception. It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden where the devil, in the form of a serpent, turns to Eve and said, uh, did God actually say that? And he challenges what Eve understands to be the prohibition of eating the forbidden fruit. And deception is the very first thing that Jesus mentioned to his disciples as well. He said that we can expect deception, deception in the last days, and that we'll begin to see this as we get closer and closer to the tribulation, the second coming. He warns his disciples. Now, actually, Jesus is warning us because uh, 2,000 years has gone, and we're still waiting for the second coming of Jesus Christ. So he's really warning that, that latter days church about deception. And we've seen that, haven't we? You've heard the words fake news. You know, it's relatively new that we've heard these, this term fake news. A recent report was released on the Senate floor, and it was basically said that the largest provider of false news or false information during the COVID pandemic, do you know who it was? It was, in fact, the U.S. government. I'm not going to go into the details, but it was the U.S. government that was so quick to release information about vaccines or, or uh, treatments that weren't going to work against COVID or, or masks or, the, or all these things that were supposed to help or hurt you. And actually, they've been proven to be, to be false, fake news. Now, the, the Antichrist, the Bible says, will come to power through deception and likely It'll be through the help of the governments and the media. You know, politicians, particularly bureaucrats in Washington and organizational leaders, historically have used deception. And what do they do? They, they sell and they persuade a gullible and unprepared populace to, to fall in line, to believe some of the lies that they tell. Um, also, what they do is they manufacture a problem in order to provide a, a solution that's ready-made to be able to, to fix the very, very problem that they themselves have created. Now, the good news is, is that Jesus says that the elect will not be deceived. Jesus gives assurances that they will not be deceived. For example, in, in Matthew 24, he says this, he says, Therefore, if anyone say to you, look, here is the Christ, do not believe, for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Now that word phrase, whether it's in Greek or Hebrew or in English or any language, we understand it to mean that it is not possible to deceive the, the very elect. And Jesus says, see, remember I have told you beforehand. Now I don't, I don't want to leave this podcast today on a pessimistic note, talking about the Antichrist. Remember that the Apostle Paul, 
who in 1 Thessalonians and 1 Corinthians spent a lot of time and a lot of teaching on the end times and the second coming of Christ, he calls the second coming of Christ the blessed hope. He calls it the blessed hope. And the reason he calls it the blessed hope is because it's to encourage us to look forward to the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, the, the end will not come, the tribulation will not begin until the very last Gentile, the very last Gentile is brought into fellowship with God. This church age that we've been going through for the last 2,000 years is all about bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Messiah of the Jewish people, uh, to the Gentiles, but so that both the Gentile and the Jew could both receive this, this sanctification, this holiness, this, this new birth that is promised through because of belief in, in Jesus Christ. Paul talks about that the dead in Christ are resurrected, that we're to be caught up together to be with Jesus in the air. And this all happens prior to the revelation, to the revealing of this Antichrist, this, this individual that we see in the sixth chapter of Revelation, the rider on the white horse. So my friends, look up, your redemption draws nigh. Remember, there is a blessed hope that's coming, and that's the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna pray. Father God, I wanna thank you, Lord. Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today.